Hey, what's up guys? Good morning or good evening or happy driving if they're listening to the podcast. But uh, we're excited to be able to uh, jump into uh, the last of the four devotionals that we've done over this uh, month of prayer and fasting. And so um, hope it's been a a blessing to you guys. We're going to we're going to hang out just for a moment as people are jumping on. And um, we thought it'd be kind of fun to. um, kind of ask some questions about some awkward moments and stuff like that from uh, from our lives. So uh, so here we go, Russell. What's um, what's kind of an embarrassing or awkward moment for you, like um, uh, just in life, like maybe getting hurt or something? Oh man, <clears throat> it seems to be the ones that are when you're super confident about what you're about to do. <laughs> so I was on a youth trip as a youth pastor, leading students, and there was a group of students that. We wanted to go snowboarding and they were all confident. So I had to be confident even oh, yeah. though I had never snowboarded before in my life. And they take me to, I don't think it was like a double black diamond, but it was one of the ones right before you get to black diamond and they go down, they're going down. And if you've ever seen the videos of the people that are just like rolling like a snowball down the hill, <laughs> that was me. And the most embarrassing part of it was not even 30 seconds later, I finally stop and I'm disheveled. I got snow all over me. There was a, he couldn't have been more than six years old. <laughs> little kid goes snowboarding up <laughs> hey are you okay and i'm sitting there i was like man i'm all right but that was embarrassing because people were riding the ski lift watching me roll down the hill <laughs> i got an interesting ski story but i'll save that one for later okay. okay what's something about you that's awkward that maybe people don't know about you oh man this one drives me crazy about myself but um I have a tendency to um, be a mid-conversation with somebody, and then um, I assume that the conversation's over, and I am the worst at ending a conversation, and so I just kind of, at that moment, it's like this awkwardness, and then... I leave. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so people are like left in this moment where they're like, okay, I guess we're done. Right. right. And uh, so that, that can tend to be uh, a bit awkward. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine times. so. Um, what about ministry interaction? Like what's your, uh, what's an awkward ministry yeah. interaction? For I'll you? save all the details. It was a uh, overnight lock-in, which if you're a youth pastor in this world, I suggest that you don't do those. Mm. But child got hurt, go to the ER. His mom comes and we sat there in silence for 45 minutes and I didn't know what to do. I was kind of tired. She was sitting there making sure he was okay. And we didn't even say hi to each other until we were getting ready to leave. Oh, by the way, I introduced myself. Um, what the caveat to that story is about two months later, I started a new job and she was in HR at that job. So I had to go and it ended up being a funny story that we talked about later, but I'll just never forget sitting in the ER at 3 a.m. not talking to this boy's mom because I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's, here's a fun one. So we all have dating past, right? So what was your most awkward dating experience? Most awkward dating? I've got a few of them, but I think uh, one would be high school. I um, ended up asking this girl to, and I don't remember if it was prom or what it was, but um, we weren't dating, we were friends, but kind of talking. And so, um, so then I take her back home and uh walk her up to the the front porch and um and i go to make the move right (laughs) okay i go to make the move to kiss her and when i do something happens that gets her attention elsewhere and she turns her face and i end up landing the kiss on her cheek and it was 
awkward. And so I, it was the interaction of right. like me leaving in awkward moments. Like I was like, okay, well, good night. <laughs> See you later and walked off. Put yourself and out so there. And that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, well, one more uh, for me. And again, if you're just jumping on, we're just taking a few minutes and uh, asking some awkward questions, uh, awkward experiences uh, before we jump into uh, the Devo today. But um, uh, last one for me, what's the most awkward kind of moment that you've had with uh, your wife, Rachel? Yeah, so it was kind of that same high school dating, which is just awkward as it is. Uh, I remember being all mushy gushy, writing this love note, which is and incredible and I was talking about how I loved her hair and I loved her smile and I'll never forget I love your big brown eyes and if you've ever met my wife she has blue eyes oh. so uh, I had to Oops. try to recover from that one that was fun she was so great gracious and played it off but uh, she still likes to bring that up every once in a while do my brown eyes look good today I'm like no I know they're blue it's all right all right last one for me for you um, in that same line what was your most awkward moment with Andrea uh, we had been married for a few months, I guess, and we were at uh, Lee University living in the married housing and a little one bedroom apartment. And we had this uh, closet that had these sliding doors and they were dark brown and they kept falling off the track. Okay. And so I got super annoyed that they kept falling off the track. So I took them out and I leaned the door up against the wall behind the bedroom door right and so in the middle of the night um i got up to use the restroom and uh, andrea says to this date that she believes the holy spirit woke her up right there in the moment just to watch <laughs> what was about to happen and so i get up and i'm walking full steam to go to the restroom and i look at the at the door and I see the dark thing against the wall so I assumed that the door was open right and it was shut it was the closet door that was leaning against the thing and I walked full steam oh. my nose was the first thing that hit and then the rest of the body just yeah. kind of followed yeah. and uh and she just died laughing oh my and goodness she says to this day the holy spirit woke her up just so she could so that's incredible that. there's no way um, to play that off or oh, recovering that but uh yeah but um that was awkward for me yeah 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 life is full of awkward moments but i think what's cool about where we're going today is how sometimes those awkward moments can be a setup for the one thing that changes everything yeah and that's the topic that we're talking about today the one thing that changes everything um we kick off the uh series vision series a couple weeks ago so um where we've been just talking about what god's challenging us as a church and as as people into this next year uh we talked about in the first week that whole like new wine new wine skins like new vision can't go into kind of the old us and right. the old way yep. of thinking yep and part of that uh, process was, you know, God really calling us to step out in the area of vulnerability. Ooh, there's that word again. And uh, <laughs> and so we've, you know, we've we've challenged um, our church to to really work down this this kind of funnel of friends to family of vulnerability. Um, today we're really kind of talking about reaching up that funnel yeah like like those of us that are, are committed we're part of church all that kind of stuff but what would it look like for us to reach up that funnel um to step out of our comfort zone um have some conversations with people that that we might not know mm -hmm. and uh and so russell question to you as that with that vision series like 
what was it in that series related to vulnerability that maybe challenged you the most? Yeah, it was when you and Pastor Andrea were preaching and you mentioned how a lot of times the barrier to vulnerability is pride. Um, and the part that really resonated with me, in fact, my wife leaned over and was like, that's you. I said, thanks for reminding me, is that that moment where you feel like I don't, I'm not deserving of somebody's help. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this pain on my own. And that's pride. And that was so challenging to me because there's far too often in this life where I lack vulnerability because I don't want to be a burden. But the reality is God's design is that we would carry each other's burdens. And so that really challenged me. In fact, I've already had some intentional conversations since then of asking people to allow me to be vulnerable with them. Yeah. Well, there's what's kind of interesting is throughout scripture, there's, there's a lot of awkward and kind of weird, uh, vulnerable moments throughout scripture. And, uh, we were talking, you know, this past week that one of the, um, probably most awkward moments in scripture is um this moment acts chapter 16 with with paul and silas and um a lot of people are aware of the prison moment which we'll talk about here in just a second right but not as many people are aware of what led up to the prison moment with paul and silas take a minute and kind of unpack that for us yeah it's interesting because you think like what was it that they did that was so wrong them to go to prison and the story really kicks off with paul and silas and his companions on this missionary journey um, and they are going to the synagogue they're going to the place of prayer it says day after day they're preaching the gospel and there was this girl that kept following them around and the bible tells us that she was demon possessed and she had the ability to do kind of fortune telling in her community and every day she was proclaiming these are men of god they're preaching the gospel what's so funny is paul is like frustrated he's it says he's exacerbated with her and so he turns and he commands the demon to come out of her which that's a whole side note how do we respond to people when we're frustrated he's like i'm going to set you free and so you'd think that the community would be excited there would be this uproar of wow this incredible miracle happened uh it was the exact opposite opposite. uh the master that owned this girl was so frustrated because now his means of income had gone away and so he goes and begins to start telling lies about paul and silas and the reward for their vulnerability is was being beaten and prison what in the world <laughs> <laughs> it isn't interesting that in our life like um we are constantly in pursuit of comfort and safety yes and uh nowhere in scripture does god even talk about that being the ultimate outcome or his desire of our lives. And we see that kind of moment here with Paul and Silas that uh, they kind of lean into uh, this situation and then it kind of causes them to uh, be put into prison. And then what we see in that second part of Acts 16, they're they're put into prison. The jailer puts them into the kind of innermost area, uh, puts them uh, their feet in stock. So here they are just kind of sitting in a prison. All these other uh, prisoners are in there. And um, what do they do? They start singing and praising God, right? which um, uh, I'm a little bit convicted because, man, when I'm going through my most difficult times, that's not my first <laughs> right. reaction, yeah. right? Yep. First reaction is to be, man, these, these uh, stocks are tight, you know, why are we in here? We're doing a bunch of good stuff, yeah. you know, all that. And, uh, and so they're in there and, and just praising, worshiping God. And just to, to kind of do the visual picture of imagining like other prisoners are there watching them 
um, do that. And then all of a sudden, um, an earthquake comes, right? Earthquake um, throws open the doors, all, all the, the prisoners, um, uh, the, you know, the stocks, the things that, that are being used to restrict them come loose. And um, what's kind of fascinating about that story is that they didn't go anywhere. Like, mm. they could have left. That would have been the natural tendency, I right? Out of there. I'm yeah. going to get out of yeah. the difficulty in my life. Right. But instead, they stayed. Wow. And uh, in staying, then you've got the jailer that wakes up, which that's a whole other part. Like, here's all these guys praising and worshiping God in the prison, and an earthquake happens. And my man, the jailer, is still asleep. Right. Like, holy cow. Right. And uh, and so then his natural response is everybody's left. He draws a sword, goes to kill himself. And then Paul and Silas are like, hold up, bro. Yeah, like, wait, we're still here. Yeah. And then what's interesting in verse 29 uh, of Acts 16, it says that the jailer called for the lights, ran into the dungeon, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then this is what he says in verse 30. Then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Wow. And um, Paul and Silas talk about the importance of believing. And in week one, Andrew and I talked a little bit about that. The, that word believe is the intersection of a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. And, um, and so Paul and Silas share the word. And uh, then in verse 33, it says, Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. Uh, he brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed yeah. in God. And so what's really cool about this story that we see is that you've got this vulnerable moment, right, for Paul and Silas, where they lean into this encounter with this demon-possessed girl, right. which you would think would be an, an amazing thing, and it was, but that ends up leading to an awkward moment of them going into prison, yep. which then leads to a transformational moment for two different groups of people. Paul and Silas experience a miracle, but the jailer does too, yeah. because him and his entire family get saved. And it's just, man, it's such an awesome story to watch how they lean into this awkward moment. Yep. Um, they go through some difficulty, but God uses that not just to, to do a miracle in their life, but to do an eternal miracle in That's an entire is. family's yeah. life. And you can't help but think what would have happened or what could have potentially happened had they have just let the girl keep going on. Yeah. Right? If they just kept going about their business, but their vulnerability was what led to that moment. And I think of so many times in my life where, like you're saying, like, get me out of this these shackles get me out of this painful moment. But looking back, I can recall and say, okay, God, like I can see because you allowed me to go through that yeah. or because you kind of pushed me into that place of vulnerability, the outcome, you know, was incredible and transformational for other people. Yep. Yeah. And so I think about in my life and in our life and the life of this church, there are people that we come in contact with every single day who need Jesus. And it's uncomfortable to share your faith. I know that even you would think that the professional pastors of the world, it's easy. But even for us, it's it's uncomfortable to step out and maybe invite somebody or share your story. But we think about for us, which is already crazy, we're eight weeks away from Easter. Oh my gosh. And what a better Sunday, right, to invite people to. And I think the statistics to this day are still like 85 to 90 percent of people that come to the church for the first time were the ones who were invited. And so it 
is us stepping out in vulnerability, which could ultimately lead people to that place of transformation. And that's the ultimate goal. Like I get questions all the time and I've gotten questions. Why are you so vocal about your faith? Well, if I believe the Bible to be true, then I want everybody to know. I want everybody to have the experience. And oftentimes it takes me stepping out of my comfort zone. And so the challenge for us as a church, as Transformation Church, is to begin to step out of our comfort zone outside the four walls. But then even in the lane of what we're talking about with the funnel, within the four walls, reaching up, stepping out of our, maybe our friend bubble or friend group and encountering those new people and making that invite. Yeah, and I've I've been just the last, uh, I guess, three weeks for me um, have been very intentional about... um, making connection with uh, a guy that doesn't go to church that is kind of in my my normal flow my routine of the week and um this guy is one of those guys that you'd be like scared to death to talk like i don't know if he was a navy seal or something but he sure looks (laughs) like that dude (laughs) and um and so I've been really intentional lately at, at stopping. I introduced myself to him a couple of weeks ago. And so now there's a place of business. I think he's an owner of it. And I'm starting to frequent through that. And um, the other day I stopped through and he was kind of off in the distance and I rolled my window down and I said, hey. And so I'm beginning to plant that seed now. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that moves my heart with that is that I was that guy. Yeah, like cool. I was the yes. guy that everybody thought that would never get saved that nobody wanted to talk mm. to and and somebody did and so um so i'm on this journey even right now where i'm having to be vulnerable to put myself out there yeah. to a guy that like could easily just kind of look at me and be like Psst, you know whatever right and um and so i think that's a challenge for all of us being a couple months out of easter like mm-hmm. like who might god be putting in your path like maybe for you, it's not a demon-possessed girl, <laughs> right, right. but it could be somebody that's frustrating you. It could be somebody at work that's wow. frustrating you or whatever. Yeah. And are you going to keep walking right by doing yeah. your thing? Or are you going to stop and respond, be vulnerable? And so um, would really challenge you know, all of us in this season as we're finishing up the fast, today being the last day yep. of the fast, to now begin to shift your focus on God who... Who are you calling me to be vulnerable with, to reach out with, um, to potentially even invite to Easter or church or yeah. just to, to be able to make a difference in yeah. their lives? Yeah. And you watch. Once you pray that prayer, he will show you. And then that's the vulnerability. That's when it comes. And it's like what Pastor Andrea said, like you're going to step out and there's no guarantee of the result in the same way that Paul and Silas stepped out. They would hope that the result was positive, but there's yeah. no guarantee. But we can't let that hinder us. We can't let that keep us. And I think about, you said people that frustrate you and I've got some neighbors that are a little loud and a little reckless. And I'm like, okay, Lord, (laughs) my heart just now has been challenged. Like, what am I doing to make that contact? And I've already had a couple of cool conversations. Now I know, okay, all right, God, you've put these people in my path for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this, but as we close that, um, a lot of times there's a feeling that is like no feeling you'll ever feel and that is sitting in a church service next to somebody that you've invited to church yes and seeing their lives being rocked by jesus yes yes knowing that you have played a part in that moment right and like like this story today like how that ended up changing the entire family tree of that guy's family and we 
we get the opportunity to be a part of that. And I'm telling you what, like to know that God um, can use you like that to mm. change an entire family tree is a powerful thing so that uh, is unlike any other experience uh, that you've ever had. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that reality that the truth is God doesn't need us but he chooses to use us. So instead of being, it's it's my obligation, it's my privilege to yeah. be used by God to see someone's life change. Can I say this one thing yeah. before we close and then and then you pray. Okay, then, all right, all right. I was listening to a sermon this morning and this is what he was talking about. He's talking about the Romans 8, 28 and then the verses following mm-hmm. that we don't normally read. Right. And, he, and, he, and he made this statement that the same God that um, called you the same God that had created you with a purpose, right? Is the same God that knew exactly what your struggles would be. Wow. He called you already knowing what your struggles yeah. would be. And so many times in our life, we think about our past and we disqualify our future because of our past. And God already knew that we were going to do that stuff. Yeah. He already knew we were going to struggle in that area. And right. yet he still called us. So don't let don't let your past, don't let your struggles, don't let what you're currently walking through now keep you from being faithful and obedient to what God is laying on your heart because yes. he already knew that that was going to be an issue for you and he still gave you purpose. Come on, where's the microphone? Let's go Let's ahead and drop do it. it. That's good. Well, listen, we want to pray for you guys. Thank you again so much for joining us over these past several weeks as we've been leaning into the Lord through prayer and fasting it's been i know for my life and my family it's been very refreshing we're excited this year is shaping up already to be an incredible year our best year yet all right let's pray god we thank you again for who you are i thank you for this time that we've had just to talk and share god these weeks that we've had to lean into your word to lean into prayer and fasting the things that you challenge us and call us to do god i just pray blessing over our church family god as we even this week begin to step out in vulnerability god that you would make it clear the people that you've put in our path for a reason that you would give us boldness that the holy spirit inside of us would rise up and we begin to operate in boldness and begin to step out and share your love share your world your word with a lost and dying world god we thank you for your sovereignty in our life your faith faithfulness to us in this church. God, we love you. Amen. 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 Love you guys. See y'all.